Across the Netflix stream, I'm Ward. This is your resource for Netflix. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, and Facebook. Cross the Netflix stream. Contact us. Let us know what you think, what you've seen, and what we should see. Go to our website to find all of our older episodes, written reviews, and Netflix news. Cross the Netflix stream.com. Frank Griffin's been looking for Roy Good. He's going to kill anyone that Roy Good loves or cares about. The good people of Creed let them walk their streets. Now they don't have no street. Godless is the seven-episode Netflix miniseries. It's the 1800s. We've got outlaw Frank Griffin, played by Jack Daniels. He's the gang leader, and he's hunting down his former partner, Roy Good, played by Jack O'Connell. And Roy is hiding at a ranch owned by Alice, and that is played by Michelle Dockery. This is very much a slow-burn western and it got better as it went along. This sprawling story encompasses more than the outlaws outlaws hunting for a defector, which originally I thought that's all this was, and I was wondering, how in the world is this going to sustain for seven episodes? Now, while this does include more than just the outlaws, it includes the entire town, the only issue with that is that Frank and Roy, they're the best characters in this scene. Uh, though their tales are disjointed, this timeline can be frustrating because it's told out of order. We start Midway in the story, in the first episode, that's where we start, and we get flash flashbacks that fill in the blanks. And I get they're trying to, well, I assume they're trying to make the Western genre a little more exciting with this out-of-sync tale, but it just was confusing because I really had some big questions on how this timeline fits together, why it takes so long for Frank and the gang to find Roy, you know, because it seemed like they were on his tail for most of the time, and it takes them seemingly months to find him. I that never None of that ever made sense. And the stories of the town and the side characters, they build until the final episode. And while I didn't really like the side characters as we went along, when we get to the final episode and all that kind of fits into place and comes together, man, that last episode is fantastic. It is worth watching the other six episodes just to get to the last episode. And you can't watch the seventh episode without watching the previous ones because it all builds. And it is. It's that foundation. The preceding episodes built that foundation, and it finally paid off in the last episode. I mean, along the way, it definitely felt like a digression. I'm thinking, can we just get back to Roy and Frank, the main characters here that I actually like, that I want to see? Because Frank is a great villain. But I do like how this ends, and it makes the entire series better because of it. And the first episode generated a lot of questions. It opens with a sheriff played by Sam Waterston, who he did a great job. I don't know, I've really liked to have seen more of this character, because we don't see much of him. He's in there a little bit, but man, he... Waterston's great. He could have done great in this role. There's just not a lot for him. He stumbles upon this town where everyone is dead. Man, woman, child, everybody. And we don't know who did it, but it seems that outlaw Frank might be the culprit. Now, Frank's in rough shape himself. We see him and his gang show up at a doctor's door late one night. Frank needs some surgery. Frank don't care about it. Don't care. He's like, just do it. And the doctor, of course, is frightened out of his mind because you've got this outlaw. outlaw. The doctor knows he's an outlaw, and he's thinking, how oh, to amputate this guy's arm. Am I going to make it out of here alive? And Frank tells him, hey, it's all good. So Frank and his gang are on the hunt because Roy Good betrayed them and ran off. This definitely takes its time as we expand the focus to more than just these two characters. We see the whole town and their struggles. Because this town, I can't recall what it's, I don't remember what it's called. But it's only women in the town. All the men died in a mining act. So the women are trying to sell the mine. They're trying to make money. And there's that whole thing. And we get a lot of that. We go in a lot of the side characters. And ultimately, they don't matter. You could cut a lot of it out. The final episode does get that little bit of creep where it has some kind of meaning. And Frank, Frank is awesome. He lives by a very strange code. He quotes scripture. He helps the sick. We've seen him slaughter an entire town. He's unpredictable. And that does make him a lot of fun to watch because you just don't know what the guy's going to do. He's usually very laid back. I mean, he gets his arm cut off. He doesn't care. It's wild. Now, Frank is not afraid of death. One of the 
favorite things he likes to say whenever the topic of his death comes up. He'll tell people that he's seen his death, and then he'll add, this isn't it. He says that a lot, and it happens enough to where you think, okay, we're going to see him die. Is it going to carry out the way he thinks it will carry out? What we learn as the season goes on is that Frank served as a father. He picked Roy up as an orphan at a young age, and Frank promised to be a good dad. Now, we don't see what happens in between Frank picking Roy up and now. And we know that Roy, the whole reason Roy uh, betrays Frank is that he does not want Frank to kill an entire town. I can't remember why Frank wanted to kill the town, but it's Frank. He's crazy. Those things just kind of happen. I have to imagine. So we don't see what happens in between all these years. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of looting and killing and all the things outlaws usually do. But on one hand, I really have to believe that Frank was a good father. Because when Roy ends up on this ranch with Alice, we see Roy interact with Alice's son, Trucky. And Roy is a good father figure to him. He teaches him things. And in one scene, we see where Roy teaches Trucky something. And we get another scene where we see that Frank taught Roy that very same thing. So in some aspects, not all aspects, because again, Frank is crazy, but in some aspects, he was a good father. Because where else would Roy learn those skills? It's from Frank. Now, one little aspect of Roy's character I thought was a really neat detail is that he carries this unopened letter with him. It's basically a prop. And we don't know anything about it until right at the end. But we know that this letter has power because Roy, he is fierce about protecting it. And you wonder, well, what could this be? Is he scared of what it can contain? Could what it contain change Roy as a person? I mean, how big is this news potentially? Now we learn what that is in the end. And I just thought it was a neat prop. And it just gave, it made, it gave Roy just something unique. You know, he's not just another outlaw. He's got this letter and that has. One thing I'd like to see is a version of this show edited in the chronological. I just never had a good handle on how much time had passed. You know, at first I thought, okay, the gang's right on Roy's heels. They're going to catch up with him. This is supposed to, this should be a two-episode series. Why do they need seven episodes? Now, again, I've gone into why they have more. But for whatever reason, Frank's gang, they are way behind Roy. And I just, I don't get it. Roy did make a couple stops after he departed from them. But again, he's one guy chased by all these outlaws. How did they get so far behind? Because it seems to me like it took months for the gang to finally get to the town that Roy's in. Roy is injured when he gets to Alice's farm. She takes care of him. She helps him convalesce. So he's pretty much healed by the time they get there. And he shouldn't have been healed in just a couple of days or a couple of weeks. To me, it seems like months should have passed. I just don't know why it took them so long to get to him. And if the show told me, I must have missed it. And just the jumble chronology doesn't help. And it's supposed to add excitement and pacing. It's confusing. Like, let me just show me the start, show me the stop, and what happened in between. I don't need to start in the middle, go back to the beginning, and then just muddle around. I didn't like that. Now, like I said, this did expand on the characters. We see a lot of this town. Oh, the town is LaBelle. That's what that is. So I like they begin to craft what that story is. And by the time I got to the end, it wasn't as annoying. But man, up until that point, there is a fair amount of characters. And some of these characters are very shallow. They don't, we don't have enough time to get to know them. They don't have much of a part to play. We've got Sheriff Bill, who does pretty much nothing. He's trying to hunt Frank down. I mean, it just seems like these people are not inept. Frank can't find Roy. Sheriff Bill can't find Frank. What's going on? I know it's the West and the Plains. There's a lot of land there, but come on. But Sheriff Bill is a character that you could cut him completely out. It would not affect anything. And I just feel like if you have a character that you can cut out and you wouldn't change a thing, obviously that character is not a good character and either needs to be retooled or just cut out anyway. He does nothing. You've got the men that buy the rights to the mine from the one of LaBelle, and they basically just distract from the main plot. I mean, this could be a really focused, I don't know, three or four episode show, maybe two or three episodes. And not that it has to be that focused, 
but the mining guys, they they come to town. They kind of take over from the young deputy who's taken over for Sheriff Bill because Sheriff Bill's out of nowhere. I mean, that's the only role he plays is that the bad guys come in. Well, you know, you could just said the sheriff died a couple weeks ago. They didn't need a character. They come in. They play a little almost comedic relief later. Again, they didn't have a whole lot of purpose. I mean, a little bit. They're basically just there to stir trouble. And a lot of what they did was twirl their evil mustaches. They were cartoons. In the final episode, I've got to get back to the final episode because that was just awesome. It did prove that all these little stories, all these little digressions did have a place. I mean, I mean, I found them all necessary, but they had a place. And the side stories, they gave that final shootout some depth and stakes, which it definitely needed to help that a lot. In this final episode, it completely makes the show worth it. The rest isn't bad. It's just a slow burn, and it gives that final episode a sturdy foundation. I mean, it is just, it's well done television, that final episode, every part about it. And the way this ends make me, makes me like the whole series better. I'm, my biggest complaint with this series is that Frank and Roy are the best. And when we don't see them, it's just kind of boring. You know, I really want to get back to them. Every time they were off screen, I was thinking, can we get back to these guys? And we saw a little bit of the town. We saw some of these good characters and got a little bit more information on them. But Frank's goons, all of them are nameless. Developing any one of them just could have been a nice touch because it would give us a little bit of insight into Frank, how this gang formed. It's very interesting. And it's a story I want to see told. But for whatever reason... We go into all these side characters that a lot of them don't matter, but we don't go into these bad guys. I mean, come on. Let's get equal time for both, right? This is an ambitious series. I was doubting initially, but it manages to craft a solid story. I really enjoyed Godless, and as the more I watched, the more I liked it. And we don't get a lot of Western, so it's nice to see Western for a change. And Jeff Daniels absolutely killed as a Frank Griffin. He was great, just unsettling every time he came on screen. And I like Jack O'Connor's Roy, Roy good. He was cool, too. All in all, good series. I would rank it. On a scale, the Netflix scale, we know we've been doing this Netflix scale, one to five, one bad, five good. You know what? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm throwing that out. It is gone. I'm going to make this rating very simple. It's skip it, it depends, and watch it. That's the only three answers you need as to whether you should watch this. Give a skip it, easy, self-explanatory. Self-explanatory. Watch it, again, self-explanatory. It depends. Well, you know what? It might be... If you hate westerns, you probably shouldn't watch this. But a watch it would mean that even if you don't like westerns, this is worth watching. My rating on, i give you that explanation just because we're changing things up. Give you a little introduction there. The rating for Godless is a watch it. Worth checking out. Again, that final episode almost makes the rest of it worth it. Not that it wasn't bad, but man, that final episode is something. Go to our website, crossthenetflixstream.com. This is your portal to find us on social media, our written reviews, news, previews, and videos. You can email me directly, ward at crossthenetflixstream.com. Go to iTunes or your preferred podcast player. Rate this, review it. I would appreciate it. I watch movies on Netflix, so you don't have to.